This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fan. Clayton, are you alright there? Good evening, mate. Lovely to be here. I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm alright. Clayton right. on the show. I'm on the show and you're on the show. Isn't that great? We're all on the show. We've got Paddy in the control room. Things are great. He's giving me the thumbs up. Great. There's We've no got st- caller. There's no Stafford Chidge in the building this evening. No, he's not here. No, he's not. He's not. It is the Chelsea Fancast uh, with myself, Aaron Paul. Jonathan Kidd is. Kiddo, uh, Kiddo. Uh, what am I taking off, everybody at home? It's his trousers, and it's really not very pleasant. Uh, Clear Tan Biraman is in the building as well. Uh, Seasons, greetings, and Happy New Year. I haven't seen you since New Year. Happy New Year. Come on, what is the date? What is the cut-off date? 15th. 15th. Excuse me a moment. You had your Christmas party this evening, so don't give me any of that. I did, which basically means it's not Happy New Year for me yet. Yeah, you're not happy yet. I'm never happy. Oh, you are a bit grumpy. No, I am. Yeah, but not most of the time. Occasionally. We have got loads on the way this evening. We're talking Hudson, Adore. We've got Liam Toomey on the line a little bit later on. Talking Chelsea Forest. Got the quiz! Am I doing the quiz instead of Chidge? Yeah, you are. Oh, goody. 
Uh, do you know what the quiz is? It's going to be uh, how many Newcastle players have played for Chelsea and vice versa. Exactly. I've got one already. There's been loads on Twitter. There are loads. At Chelsea Fancast on Twitter. At Love Sport Radio on Twitter. First, let's go to the lines. 0208 70 20 558 if you want to have your say. Let's talk to Lewis. He's in Surrey. Evening, Lewis. Evening, boys. Hello, Hello. Lewis. Hi, How Lewis. are you, mate? Yeah, very well. How are you doing? Good. We're not doing bad- badly. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to ask? Or say, well, even. It, just say it away. Was more of a, it, was, it was more of a general wonderment, really. Um, oh, yeah. I'm driving back, and uh, I'm, ver- I'm worried about this Sari ball. Like, I was worried with Scolari ball. Like, I was worried with Villas-Boas ball. Um, I think Chelsea, personally, are a team that should always be playing on the back foot. We saw it of Mourinho, we saw it of Di Matteo, and we kind of, I, I'm only 23, but I like those old Chelsea teams that used to play with power, we used to play on the break. I don't like all this possession-based football, and I looked into Vidas Boas' season, the, the short season he had with us, and it was actually very um, very possession-focused. Now, obviously, we, knew, we all know what happened then. And I honestly think Sari's heading in the same direction. I want to see a team of... The things you used to do on the back foot, all those Mourinho seasons, it yeah, was not, played not the on first the back one. foot. Not the first one. The first one he had yeah. uh, Robin and Duff playing, and he attacked. It was the yeah, not, second not season that the, uh, he defended a bit more. But it was the first season he was... Uh, it was very much an attacking team. It was very... Yeah, but that, it, it, that, if you look at that first season, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I have some happy memories. But it was, it wasn't, we, we didn't dominate games. There were a lot of one nils in there. Mm, more in the second season, I think. Yeah, second season. I, I mean, I don't think... Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, I, I understand entirely what you're saying. But I, I think that Sarri is unlucky because he's, what he's done in a very short space of time to, to, to change the way we play I think he's been very underrated um, it's quite difficult he's got good footballers and, and obviously they're there to learn I think we have drawn too many games this year and the reason we've drawn too many games is because we haven't got a striker if we had a striker yeah. um, then things would be different I mean that there have <laughs> what we're encompassing this season is the fact that we are more than any other season I can remember we are basically playing banks of, of five we are, yeah. you know, there's everybody's saying we're very crab-like. We're we're basically passing from side to side, and we're not getting anywhere. But the fact is that if you hit forward balls, there's this they're not going anywhere. We we're trying to break teams down, and it is unfortunately because we haven't got a focal point up front, and we haven't got anybody to sort of draw defenders away or, or occupy defenders. It's. It's dull at times, um, but I don't think... I think he's just working with what he's got at the moment. Yeah, it was, they were very different teams when you're talking about the the, uh, the power that they had from coming on the back foot. They were, you know, you had the spine. One of the reasons Vilas Bursch got, got pushed out was because the players rebelled, because he had that kind of, of player under him, unfortunately, and he couldn't deal with it. And he was all right, I agree, he was trying to, trying to play a, a slightly more tippy-tappy football, but he had John Terry um, at centre-half who, was, who couldn't deal with it. He wasn't the kind of player who could deal with that kind of football whereas Sarri is at least he's got uh, Louise is more of his player because he can play those kind of balls and is is speedier than J- JT ever was JT worked wonderfully playing that style of football with Lampard in front of him and Makaleli beside him whereas uh, 
um, oh, just in front of him, I should say. Whereas uh, Sarri, as as as, uh, as Clayton has said, he's, he's 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 got a very different type of team with him, and he's trying to make them perform in a certain way. I mean, I just keep thinking of look at the template that Napoli provided last last season when that football was absolutely brilliant, and it, also they dominate teams completely, and it's the kind of football that that Roman Abramovich likes. And uh, I, I know that we've been successful playing this other way, but I think I don't think this is going to to go the same way as Di Matteo and uh, Scalari uh, and um, uh, and uh, uh, Villas Boas because he's been given more time. Uh, he'll be, he will be given more time to make this work because they, they they are keen on that on this working. The club are. I just wonder personally if if Sar- uh, Sarismo, as you like to say, yeah, yeah. is is more suited to Serie A and the Italian league rather than the Premier League, the hustle and bustle of the Premier League. Lewis, thank you for your call this Lewis, evening. Call. Yeah, We've got to head thank over you. to Charlie. He's in Maidenhead. How are you, Charlie? Yeah, not bad, guys. How are you? Yeah, hi, Charlie. Hello, Charlie. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, not bad. Um, to be honest, guys, I'm a bit frustrated with the whole Williams situation. With news coming out last night of Barcelona bid, and then news quickly following them, we've uh, turned it down. Just from a quickly from a stats point of view, so I've got Hazard, Williams, and Pedro in front of me. Williams has made 50 contributions, uh, 186 appearances. Hazard uh, has made 127 contributions in 228 appearances. And Pedro has made 40 contributions in 112 appearances. And then former Chelsea player Mo Salah, 65 contributions in 78. I just don't think 50 contributions in 186 appearances is good enough for... A, a club like Chelsea, where you're supposed to be, you know, your, your front three, we don't have midfielders who can score goals, so your front three have to be knocking in, well, your wing is 10 to 15 a season, and you, you need the main man up front who, who scores 20 a season. So I suppose it's, it's just strike a bit, but also the right wing is a massive problem for me, to be honest. I think... It's really difficult with William, because he's he and Pedro... Um, frustrate me in terms of the fact that you know how good they can be but they're very inconsistent and I think you've hit the nail on the head you know one of the problems and I said this earlier during the week is that what the Tottenham game highlighted is okay we're not getting any goals from our forwards we're not getting any goals from our midfield and we're not getting any goals from our defence which is basically the best chance we had on on Tuesday rather was Christensen now you know that JT would have buried that and you know that Cahill would have buried that he went for it with the wrong foot didn't Um, and so I think that the William position is highlighted because nobody's scoring any goals if if we were scoring goals William's contribution would be ignored Um, but I think you're, you're right I mean it is frustrating but I don't know what you think, Charlie, but the amount of abuse he gets on social media is just un- unacceptable and totally disproportionate. To yeah. I've never, I've never seen. I mean, you can correct me, but there are certain players who go out and their head drops, and you don't see them. They hide. He doesn't hide. He doesn't hide. Pedro doesn't hide. I think they're they're very frustrating players, but that's the nature of the position they, they play. They get more involved yeah. and they lose I, the ball more. But also, by the way, just to say, the Barcelona story uh, it hasn't been uh, um, proved by anybody. It's it's uh, it, it, it's a it's a media invention. Of uh, who, why would Barcelona in, uh, ask for fifty million for for William? 
Or why would they swap well, him? Well, I, I don't and think they were. I think they were, they were talking about 20 and giving us Malcolm. Yeah, but even then, I, I, this story just won't go away. It just appeared in the summer. Why? I just think it's people mucking about, this story. Why would anybody want to pay that amount of money for William when he's 30? I mean, why would Barcelona want to do it? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I think the money's irrelevant these days. I really yeah, do. but it, it might, there might be a deal, but it's not going to be, you know... The people keep saying, Chelsea, they'd be mad, they're turning down this 50 million. I have 50 million for William, for goodness sake. I mean, you know, you're right, as you say, he might go for 15 or something. Perhaps that's what's been wrong, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a frustrating player. I agree completely. I agree. But he has been, you know, in the Mourinho season, the dreadful season that he had, he was completely brilliant. And I and I suppose that we keep thinking that he will perform as well as that. And he, he's off and on. My, my, one of my complaints is complete inability, like any of them, to take a corner. I don't know what's happening. They, or even a set piece. It's completely bizarre. And yet, I, I, I love the way that uh, Sarri's setting them up. And if we can only get somebody to put the ball in the net, they'll, just, they'll win. They'll win everything. I've really got great confidence in Sarri, personally. But as you say, perhaps William, William will be no longer with us at the end of the season because um, they may have to get rid of everybody who's over 30. But he fits Sarri's plan at the moment. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Great call. Thank, Thank you, you, Charlie. Great to hear from you this evening. 0208 70 20 558. If you want to have your say this evening, uh, we're talking all things Chelsea until 9 o'clock this evening. Up next, though, we're going to have our press session with Liam Toomey. Love Sport, 558 AM. Yeah, we're looking ahead to Chelsea versus Newcastle here on Love Sport Radio this evening. The chat from the Chelsea fancast in the building with me, Kiddo and... Kiddo, Kiddo. And Clayton Beerman. I just had to let him go. Sorry, Clayton. Uh, I had to let him do what he usually does. Uh, joining us now for our regular press report is Liam Toomey Liam, from ESPN. Liam. How are you, Liam? I'm very good, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you for Chich joining is, us Chich this evening. Here, so you can you can uh, you can be even more truthful than you normally are. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the, the the main question and and the the question I love to start on is uh, what was Sari's vibe today? <laughs> Grumpy, Ooh. Grumpy, and we're beginning to we're beginning to find out. I think that Grumpy Mauricio Sari is one of the most entertaining Mauricio Sari. Um, he, he was in good form about. Pretty much everything. Um, the whole Callum Hudson Odoi situation, accusing Bayern Munich of disrespect for, for speaking publicly, which you know, I guess I, I guess you can you, you know you can sympathise with him. But I mean, Chelsea are just as guilty of talking about players in public as any other club if you go back far enough. So there, there are no uh, there are no saints in this particular conversation. But he's you know he's a uh, I think he's pretty annoyed by the whole distraction of it all. He was. He's pretty annoyed by the mere concept of a transfer window. He'd quite like to see it shut down mid-season, or and even in the summer, he said just no more than a week. He'd quite like, which would be absolute carnage for the way most football clubs operate. But um, Chelsea, uh, it, it's clearly the way Mauricio. Sarri I mean, wants, Dick, wants Dixon's would happen. sell a lot more fax machines, wouldn't they? You know, because well, you'd, yeah, you'd need I mean, multiple fax machines. Um, you know, be in I mean, what's the Chelsea fax machine going to be like right now? Sarri, he was asked about, well, he, he was obviously asked about the window. He talked about Morata, William Higuain, Fabric. I mean, it, the, the list is endless. Um, you know, what, what are the top stories that came out of it in terms of transfers? 
Well, I mean, Terry doesn't really like doesn't really want to talk about it, so you won't get too much directly from him. But we we do know, you know, the main things that Chelsea are dealing with right now, and they they've got quite a lot on their plate. There's obviously Callum Hudson Odoi. Bayern Munich are very very confident of getting that deal done this month, even though. Chelsea haven't given up hope yet of changing his mind about signing a new contract. It's, it's our information that he has no intention of, of doing so. So they're in they're in a pretty tough spot on that one. Um, obviously, Cesc Fabregas's move to Monaco has, has been confirmed just about an hour or two ago. So is Ampadu supposed to be his replacement? replacement for him. Is Ampadu his replacement though, Liam? Is that an idea? Or uh, well, the way the way Harry has spoken about Ampadu, uh, he sounds more like the replacement for Cahill when Cahill finally leaves. Ah, right. Um, as the kind of third slash fourth choice centre back, but I mean, clearly Ampadu's versatility gives them a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway when it comes to shifting things around but the thing is Sarri doesn't see that position at the base of midfield as a defensive position he sees it as an attacking one and that's why he brought in Jorginho to be a deep lying playmaker to set the tone from the from that from there and and it was the reason why he saw Cesc Fabregas as pretty much the only player technically equipped in that squad to fill in for Jorginho so they'll need a very particular type of player to to replace him and does, we know does, who they're looking at, Leandro Paredes and, and Nicolo Barella, and we'll see which... I, I think they're only going to sign one, not both, but we'll see which one does um, get over the line. Does Sarri know that we've got Danny Drinkwater in our squad? <laughs> he does, and he was asked about him, uh, not today, but uh, a few weeks ago, and he kind of... He, he, he did something he's done a few times this season, which is basically end the player's Chelsea career in, a, in one nonchalant paragraph. <laughs> um where he, he he said that he doesn't think he sees Drinkwater as someone who's suited to being a central midfielder in a two-man midfield, as he was at Leicester when they won the Premier League title. He doesn't see him as someone who has a position in his current system in a three-man midfield. He doesn't see him as capable of operating at the base, and he's clearly not dynamic enough to to operate further forward. So he just has no use for him. Oh, he made that patently clear, and now he doesn't even mention him. So, so will he be on the move? Do you think? Like, same with Zappacosta. Well, he's I mean, been associated with Lazio, hasn't he? According to, if you look, how many players have been supposedly on the move? That's seven at the moment, I think, from the squad. Are they going to be replaced? Will they be on the move? It's a well, slightly silly I mean, season, as we know. So, well, Sarri's spoken several times about the fact that he thinks the squad's too big, and I think that's contributed to the to. Uh, the relative lack of opportunities given to Hudson Odoi and Ampadu this season. That there's an entire bracket of senior player that doesn't really feature in Sarri's plans, but they are still there, training every day at Cobham, collecting their money. So they they do still need to be accounted for. And uh, and obviously we've mentioned a few of them. Gary Cahill now unfortunately falls into that bracket. Victor Moses falls into that bracket because Sarri doesn't use wing backs. So he's a winger again, and as a winger, he he, he doesn't really help Chelsea all that much. Um, And the the case with Drinkwater is just if they can find a club willing to take him. I mean, he's on pretty big money. Uh, He he arrived at Chelsea as a Premier League winner. He's under no um, he's under no obligation to go somewhere else and take a significant pay cut. So it just Chelsea are just relying at this point on a club deciding they like him enough to come in and, and and take him off Chelsea's hands. Liam, was was there anything else to make him grumpy apart from transfers or was it just I mean what I didn't I I I've not read anything. What was the uh the general vibe and what was he saying about um Newcastle? 
Well, I mean, it, it, it's become a standing joke and something that does frustrate Sarri that we never ask him about the next game. <laughs> we know, we're, we're all summoned there to ostensibly to preview the next match, but there are always bigger stories going on that we end up having to prioritise. Did and, he uh, reprise VAR? Did he put his theory about that again? Well, he... he uh, not, not particularly. No, no. I mean, that was largely dealt with in the in, in the post match. And we, we. I mean, generally, what we try and do with our questions in the in the pre match press conferences is just to try and throw things forward as much as possible. So, and and talk about the big stories. Uh, so, unfortunately for Sarri, that means that in January it is hugely transfer dominated, uh, particularly in this January because Chelsea seem to be busier than most clubs. Did um, um, did Higuain make an appearance, or is that story just? Uh, he was asked about it. He yeah. was asked about it, and and our information. I mean, he insists that when he was asked about it, he said, "I'm not involved in the in the transfer market minute by minute, day by day," which I, I believe is true, and I, I believe he doesn't want to be. But our, our information, we ran this story earlier this week, was that um, Gonzalo Higuain's brother, who's also his agent, Nicholas. Um, was in London. Obviously, other people reported that, but we 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 discovered as well that Sarri was in that meeting um, that he had with Chelsea. So <laughs> he he is he is in the loop to some degree. Well, I, and I think maybe I think maybe it's uh, maybe it was something particular because it was Higuain and it's a player he has history with. But he was he certainly has some input a little bit more maybe than he lets on sometimes. Well, it's quite interesting you say that, Liam, because. Um, I know that he might not have actually physically known the moment that we signed Pulisic, um, but he denied all knowledge of, of this, that and the other. And, and I, did I read somewhere today that Christian Pulisic, uh, Pulisic's dad said that they had a, a good conversation with Sarri um, yes. before yes. he so joined? Dort- so, yes, yeah, so Dortmund are currently on their winter training camp in Marbella and, and there's a a bunch of media that have accompanied them and I think the New York Times had a sit down with Peter Sitt and uh, and his dad and in the course of that interview that was when that, that little revelation came out I mean it makes sense because Conte who was forever um, annoyed at how relatively little influence he had on Chelsea's transfer policy was still uh, given the leeway to have phone conversations with players, potential key signings try to tried to convince them that Chelsea was the place for them. So the the head coach, as Chelsea's structure currently works, still does have a voice in recruitment, and, and an important voice, but not necessarily the final one. But it would be madness um, if he wasn't involved, wouldn't it, really? I mean, you think about it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, what is clear, and, and, and all the noises that we've had, is that Pulisic was very much a club signing. They were interested in him before they appointed Sarri. They've been keeping tra- tabs on him for a, a couple of years now, and they've not been alone in that. A lot of Premier League clubs were, um, and they decided to move for him this January. But they did run him past Sarri first, because it would be silly not to. You can't go out and sign a player only for... The, the, the coach to then come to you and say well he doesn't fit my style of play I can't use him the problem with Chelsea is that head coach changes so often <laughs> you sign a player on the, with the with the approval of one head coach i.e. Timo Bakayoko and then suddenly he, he very much doesn't fit the vision of the next one yeah, indeed. Uh, Liam, stick with us. We're going to be back with you after a, uh, a short pause. Liam Toomey from ESPN with us giving us our press report.
absolutely no relevance to Chelsea, this song. No, none. None. Never played at all. It's song. an absolute char. It is a char. Char. Uh, it's yeah, it's a um, Liam Toomey from ESPN is on the line with us. Liam, uh, we won't keep you too long. Very quickly, though. Um, Sarion uh, Andreas Christensen, you uh, you asked him a question. What, what was that all about, pal? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I wanted to ask him about Christensen because I was interested in his decision to pick Christensen over David Luiz for the Tottenham game. And I thought it was a big it was a big show of faith in a player that he hasn't displayed a ton of faith in since he arrived at Chelsea. He's, he's very much stuck with David Luiz and Antonio Rudiger as that partnership. Um, and so I wanted to see whether that might continue. And, and he didn't, he wouldn't necessarily be drawn on that. So um, Louise wasn't injured. There wasn't anything wrong with Louise. It was just a selection thing, was it? No, I think yeah, because I think he'd hinted in the build-up to that game that he was going to change a couple of things tactically, and I'm, I'm not sure if it was a direct result of Louise's absolute horror show the last time yeah. Chelsea played at Wembley. But um, that that narrative certainly presented itself on the night, and, and Louise played very. Uh, Christensen played very well. He was very good indeed. I, th- I have to say, I thought I thought the team were great. I just can't cannot put the ball in the net was once again this same problem we have all the time I, th- well, yeah. I, I was so impressed I thought we were completely all over them for periods to such an extent how many shots did they have practically no shots at all and in the second half they, they did that thing of just falling over and lying there for a period which I just don't get how the referees don't punish it they seem to be sucked into this business of changing momentum and wasting time all the time really fed up with the way referees are conned so often in the last 20 minutes of a game by team and they don't do anything about it and they don't add any time on I am bemused by it but that's my well, I think it's just ranting. an accepted part of uh, accepted part of modern football now that there's going to be a certain amount of gamesmanship no matter which side you're on um, but I mean the, the, the frustrating thing for Chelsea is that they in the last sort of 30-40 minutes of that game despite their possession despite their territorial dominance despite the Wembley crowd actually getting quite anxious you could hear it yeah in the absolutely, absolutely. Um, every time they cleared the ball to a blue shirt it, it, it did it did sound as if even the Tottenham fans were thinking this is this isn't going to last but um, but Chelsea didn't really have too many ideas of how to break them down they didn't they didn't have any sort of presence in the box with Hazard's uh tendency to drop 25-30 yards from yes, goal to, yes. to link up play yes, he won't He won't and stay it, there will he attacking he won't do it yeah yeah, and that, I think that's a problem for the team as good as Hazard is when he's when he's playing in that position of course it's a false nine but you do need to be a nine to some degree yeah. and uh, and too often I think he likes to he, I think he's a midfielder at heart Hazard and, and, it, and it meant that too often the only player in, in the box for Chelsea was N'Golo Kante and I think he's actually He's showing great intelligence in terms of the timing of those runs. He's really adapted to this role that Sarri's given him very well. But the problem is, if he's your furthest man forward on a fairly consistent basis, it's just not a winning strategy. And um, I, I felt that despite the Chelsea's possession, Tottenham were actually quite comfortable in that game. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I think we were very good because they let us be very good. No, no, no. Yeah, we, no, no I don't I, agree I, at all with Clayton. I, we're well, very good because we are very good. We just can't we score. are very good. We are very good. I'm I mean, not. I heard a great analogy this week that somebody said that we're we're like a great golfer who who's basically brilliant up to the tee and <laughs> cut, and can't putt. 
I mean, after the tea, up, no, I thought you meant up yeah. to the tea. Can't actually do any shots at all. Yeah. You meant there, no. and then, and, and then we can't get we can't get the ball in the hole, so to speak. Yeah, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Um, but did he mention anything else about transfers? Uh, uh, anybody it was was anything asked of him which he then batted back? Because I'm there are um, so many rumours about nearly everybody going. About Maratta, for example, who's supposed to be linked with was it was it Valencia or is it Seville? Sevilla? Yeah, well, our, well, our information on Maratta is that. Um, Obviously, Sevilla were very publicly interested in him and, and his agent met with Sevilla's sports director on Monday. Uh, but I don't think that looks terribly realistic at this stage, just purely for, on the financial front. I don't think Sevilla can make that work. Atletico Madrid have emerged as a as a very serious suitor for him on loan until the end of the season. But the problem Chelsea have is that they... Uh, the problem Chelsea have is that they need a replacement before he goes out. Sarri is demanding that. Has, well, has um, Wilson been mentioned? Well, Wilson was mentioned a few months ago, and, and Gianfranco Zola made the mistake of uh, publicly confirming right. they're interested in him in a press conference, um, which I don't think anyone was terribly overjoyed about. But <laughs> but the problem is that you know Bournemouth's position is very clear. Eddie Howe's made it clear they don't want to lose him for any price. So it means that the price, if if there is a price for Chelsea to pay, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, even though they've signed Dominic Solanke, I don't think Solanke has been signed by Bournemouth as a replacement. No, because they've got rid of Defoe, haven't they, as well there? Mm. So they're, uh, yeah, they're I think that's less. more a, a, a striking options signing than a uh, than a replacement signing. So yeah. it's, a, it, it's a tricky one for Chelsea. There aren't any easy options. Even Higuain is complicated because of his age. And Juventus want to recoup money for Ronaldo, so they want a permanent deal. Chelsea don't want, only want a loan. It's, it's all very tricky at this point. Liam, you're a gentleman. Enjoy your Friday well, night. Liam, Thank you so much for joining us, Liam Toomey, there with the press session uh, for us on the Chelsea Fancast. 0208 708 Come on and have your say. We're talking all things Sadismo until 9 o'clock tonight. 558 AM. Love Sport. Yeah, make sure you catch uh, Bell and Sperling's cat down to kick off tomorrow. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm on afterwards. I'm on the uh, the score tomorrow. It's going to be thoroughly enjoyable. It'll be a damn good listen. <laughs> Can I say damn? No, you can't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. How dare you? Would you come hither? I'm hither, I'm tither. Towards, I wanted to be off mic. <laughs> Am I allowed to be? Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what an odd so look, we, can we, if, uh, if you did, if you didn't know him you'd think he's very strange you know? can we, can we, <laughs> I don't know him I've never seen him before uh, never seen him be anything you, but strange do you want to remind um, us of the quiz yeah the quiz who's played for Chelsea and Newcastle is anybody tweeting in I'll tell you something uh, the tweets are, are flooding in they're massively flooding absolutely in. flooding in what, one, one every half an hour no no they're, they're, they're flooding in genuinely um, they are um, okay lo- loads of people getting involved this evening which is uh, which is delightful as, uh, as they need ever. to send me some then I'll reply to them uh, uh, well, they're, they're, they're at Chelsea pitch. Fancast if you search at Chelsea oh, Fancast oh it's at Chelsea Fancast yes, 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 don't yeah. follow them no, no, I do don't you? follow them either no. anyway Who if you uh, if you uh, if you can think of any players who have played for Newcastle United and oh, I Chelsea can, I can I can Damien Duff there's one there's one to start us off. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one. There you that's go. One. That'll start us off. That's one. Uh, plenty on the way this evening. Let's talk, though, about Harry Kane or Harold Kane and VAR. Um, first and foremost, what's Kane offside? 
Uh, well, the, the, the trouble is, is if they're going to give you um, a, a plan of the pitch with, a, with him supposedly onside and it's at a completely different angle, regardless of them saying, oh no, it's calibrated, it's Hawkeye, it works. Nonetheless, if, if you're looking across... It's like, it's like playing cricket and having the umpire standing at square leg and making the decisions, isn't it, for yeah, LBW? Well, it's, it's similar. I mean, it, it basically, that, that whole thing was very similar to where you've got a run-out in cricket and then they haven't got the right angle. They've got Indeed, they're several standing in the wrong places. Yeah, exactly. They haven't got the one right down the line. Exactly, so and, go, and that, that's what it was like. But I didn't realise until somebody much cleverer than me told me that basically he called... The referee called for VAR for the penalty and therefore he wanted to know whether it was a penalty and therefore they had to go back to see whether he was on side before they had a look to see whether it was a penalty so it wasn't var for offside because you don't use var for offside apparently then why didn't he just accept the fact that it was offside because the linesman put it had put his flag up because he was going he he wanted to know whether that was correct even though you don't normally use it for you that. You don't normally use it for offside. Well, you have to use it for offside. No, because, you don't. Well, they should, because that's one of the major I don't problems, think isn't I, it, when, I, when do, they get it wrong? Do you know wrong. anything about this? I mean, you're, is, is you're it, only employed in the industry, so why would you is know it, isn't, about it? Isn't the whole concept of offside just baffling, though, in terms of the point of offside is is to make sure people don't goal hang but we're doing it by the most minute of details sometimes. It's absolutely baffling. The fact that VAR, as you've mentioned isn't involved in offside I, I, mean, I haven't actually read my VAR handbook lately have you not no it's on I haven't. page 743 <laughs> right yeah it's currently propping up you know a table somewhere um but it's just it's just baffling I know it gives us talking points but it's supposed to eradicate the talking points and it's supposed to you know make the game it's fair supposed, it's supposed to isn't it's it supposed to add, add, correct add, add, a, a level clear of clarity and yeah. obvious yeah, yeah, errors yeah, yeah. and <sighs> I mean I have I mean, perfectly honest with you, I mean, I actually thought it was a pen. I didn't think... I know. I mean, his dive was absolutely ridiculous, but it was a penalty. You know, Kepa caught him. Yeah, but the trouble was all the Chelsea players, because of the offside, had all stopped no, and I understand slowed that, down and coming that, out that, as well. That is, that is where it's wrong, but I think that's the fault of the players and that's the fault of the coaches because you have to be told that you, have to play you play to, to the, the whistle. whistle you play to the whistle and you don't basically stop because uh, i mean kepper didn't stop i mean kepper no, he did he, he stopped he did slightly. a stutter and then he went on for well the ball. May, maybe kepper thought he was going he, he, he had a good chance of a free hit because he thought it was, it the, was it the, be the flag was up yeah i don't know i mean i th- it's frustrating it's very frustrating because if he was offside and the, the obviously the one that the Chelsea um, backstaff produced, he looked offside. It's very frustrating because you've got Morata's goal against Southampton and you've got two of Giroud's goals against Crystal Palace where, I think, was it part of um, Giroud's body? It was, was the end of his foot. Yeah. Uh, so, I think VAR is, is coming in and it's going to happen. I think the problem is that Yes, it was in this game, but it's not on the game on Saturday. And then eight out of thirty-two FA Cup games. Had it's VAR. so strange how and we, did, and we didn't have one. No, when, when Morata did that that sign for VAR, this, that was uh, hysterical. Yeah, I was thinking, well, I don't think it's being applied today. I mean, it? I, I have to say, as much as he does wind me up, he was he was absolutely hauled down. Mm. It was a sending off. Mm. 
and he was quite right to come right I mean, the referee was completely he, he was, incompetent. He was a bit poor that day, wasn't he? Was he was very poor. The VAR on a hold, though, is, in your opinion, is it ready to be rolled out? Well, I liked it in the, uh, just to interrupt, sorry, I liked it in the World Cup because I liked the fact the referee could march over to the touchline and look at that telly mm. because it, it gave him every possible angle to look at and he was in charge of it. Whereas what appears to be happening now is that they give in to VAR, who give you the decision, as opposed to the referee making the decision. Yeah. And that bloke with the unbelievably short haircut, who was the World Cup finalist referee who strutted around like a, a, a sergeant major, um, he, he was the man to, to watch that watched the television because you thought, well, I'm, he, he's making the decision, isn't he? And he then came in and said, goal, or whatever he wanted. And you thought, I believe him. Give them the power and do that. Have the television because at least it means that time is occupied by the referee strutting off to do something, not standing pathetically yeah, in the middle of the pitch with a finger in his ear. Well, I, I, I'm not necessarily in full agreement with you because the fact is that one of the things that people are saying is it breaks up the game and it breaks up the continuity and all the rest of it, but the whole thing from start to finish did 90, was 93 seconds. During the World Cup, where you had the guy strutting off and looking at the telly and it was all the five rest minutes. of it, it was, it was <laughs> At least you knew he was the boss, though. I know, I know, but the, he had the, the smallest thing is comb over I've ever seen in my life. That referee was it? it? Yeah, because he had a completely short, kind of, kind of, sort of yeah. army haircut with a little bit smarmed over the top. The bottom line is, it was very frustrating to lose that game on the basis that that really was their only shot in anger yeah. the whole night yeah um so yeah so don't you once again don't, don't you think we played excellently that we prevented them from having any other I, shots i do i don't think they were in a position where they were thinking goody we don't have to do much attacking we've scored one no but i i do actually think that because of what happened in november Sarri had completely changed his way and, and how we were going to play. No, but they and all it, thought they were going to win easily, didn't they? Those well, they I did. Don't. They were making. There was a little kid. There was a DJ as you went into the ground saying, uh, uh, "We've been speaking to everybody around the. You know, all the Spurs supporters have rung in, and they've everybody said, and is you know, is is young Fred from uh, Walthamstow, and he said uh, it's going to be four one, and then another person, it's going to be six one, it's going to be seven one, because they thought we were so rubbish last time that they would win easily. No, well, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, you wouldn't have found many Chelsea fans who didn't think the Spurs were going to win easily on Tuesday either. Oh, I, I didn't. But I, I, I mean, my take on it was that, yes, we were excellent and we played very well and some of the football that we played was as good as it has been since the beginning of the season. But I think that they... I think that was their tactic. They know, they know we can't score and I think they just sat back. No, I don't think so at all. I think they're under pressure all the time. Constantly being pressed. I love the way Alderweire will keep they're, booting the ball out. Of they're under more pressure to win a trophy than Chelsea. But Do you I, not think? I, my, I, as I said, I think the way they, they set up was to sit back and hit us on the break, and they did that twice. One where Christensen and Son came together. That wasn't a penalty, but that was... Um, that was a ball over the top, and then the goal they scored. But all they did was play that same ball over the top, thinking I know, it would work. But, but it was that's the same not, tactic they've now used for three years. Yeah, but that's not how they played when they played us in November. They actually went at us for 20 minutes. They no, absolutely we didn't let them do that though, this time. But but they didn't try to do that. They did try. They did try. They not, couldn't do I, it. They couldn't I do it because we were really on top of them from the beginning. Maybe we stopped them maybe, from playing. Maybe I'm not. Listen. <laughs> the last thing in the world I want to do is give them any credit at all. I thought but we played. Are. I thought we played very well, but I thought they were quite happy to play the way we were playing. I think at Stamford Bridge in two weeks' time, 
I think the first 20 minutes they're going to really blitz us. I think they're really <coughs> going to try and score a goal. And well, then I don't just... think they'll succeed because we'll be doing the same. Mm, well, we'll see. We'll see. Chaps, should we take a break? They're, they're out at Ellen Road this evening. They're taking Leeds taking on Derby. Pardon? <laughs> Leeds are taking on Derby. <laughs> Not take. Tech. Tekken. Tech. I'm so sorry, I don't understand the word anyway, you're saying. Anyway, uh, the, the big story this, the uh, coming out this evening is that uh, Marcelo Bielsa has employed a spy to come, no, it's not Neil Barnett, to come and uh, to go and watch uh, some Derby County trading sessions. He has actually fully admitted and accepted liability for that and said that it's a practice he's employed since the 2002 World Cup. Um, so, yeah, Leeds United entertaining Frank Lampard's was, Derby was this evening. Was it a real spy, not a drone? No, it was, it was a real person. Oh, OK. It's a real person. Right. He had a, yeah. cli- had a clipboard and dark glasses oh, and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he was wearing one of those hats. Yes, a did, spy Did hat. he have an earpiece? <laughs> no, probably oh. not. Probably not. Anyway, we're going to take a short pause. Quarter to eight. This is Love Sport. Giving your team the coverage they deserve. Love Sport Radio. Love Sport. 5.58 a.m. Yeah, incident in the uh, the game this evening between Leeds versus Derby. Let's go to our reporter, Clayton Bim. Well, a penalty was given, but the linesman had his flag up for offside. So the penalty was not over... Well, it wasn't given. It was, it was a free kick to Derby. And then on the replay, you could see that it wasn't offside at all. Who's the player? Uh, I believe well, we don't know, but the referees Andrew Ali, Davis, Ali Ofsky. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one word, by the way. It's one word. Um, yeah, no, I know it's one word. Well, should, should we should we pick up? Should, I mean, we were oomph for the coup last week. Chelsea taking on Nottingham Forest. Uh, Hudson, talk about that. No, do you want to talk about it? Well, you know, they were terrible. They had a the bloke who was playing centre half was the fullback because everybody was injured, and he was about um, five foot seven and uh, as thin as a whippet. And uh, a Morata um, still couldn't deal with him in the first half. Um, Hudson Odoi did nothing for the whole of the first half, and in the second half, in the second half, um, just. Two centres, because clearly Sarri had said, "Could you make a bit more of an effort, please?" And whereupon he delivered two assists for the goals. And Morata, not having to think about it, of course scored twice. Um, but uh, they were Forest were terrible. It was embarrassing. Of course, uh, Ito Karanka asked to be released from his contract this morning and has been released from his contract as Nottingham Forest manager. Why is that? I yeah, thought he was he? doing okay. Has he, he really? Yeah. He asked to be released from his contract. There was a lot of rumours around him actually leaving the club. They spent a lot of money. Well, they said the before they played Leeds that they thought he was going to be sacked, didn't yeah. they, if they lost that game and mm. then they won it. And then... Well, they were all injured for the Chelsea game. He can't inter- use that Interestingly, the, the Forest fans last Saturday spent virtually the whole game chanting his name. Yeah. And, no, and, and, and abusing us. Well, obviously. But, yeah. I mean, is there any particular reason why he's going... Uh, no, he, he, th- there's been nothing specified, but he is just asked to be released from his contract, and 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 that's uh, that has happened. So yeah, he, he's he's left uh, he's left the building. Um, happy with um, happy with the result. Uh, fairly standard two 0 performance. Bye bye, Cesc. It was uh, it it was memorable for the two assists and the two goals and the non celebration of the goals. Yes, yes, um, and that was it. There, well, there, apart from Cesc. Um, Missing the which, penalty. Which, which was 
not quite Pat Nevin-esque in its appallingness, but it wasn't particularly What good I love penalty. was the fact that he... I, I was under the impression he weren't allowed to do this, stopping dead no, in your run. No, but he stopped dead know. in the run as a consequence. Nearly the whole... Up, up as both sides ran into the penalty area before he... penalty area. But he took it, yeah. And then somebody said, oh, she'll be encroachment, she'll be taken yeah. again. Well, no, I don't no, think so. It didn't deserve to be. No. Um, it, yeah, it was fairly routine, and, and I think we... In, in the whole Arsenal... Arsenal... Arsenalification of Chelsea, we are now getting home draws against lower division opposition, which is great. I mean, I'm yeah, happy to get them all the way to Wembley again. I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased that we drew uh, Sheffield Wednesday in Luton, but particularly ho, at home. Ho, ho, ho. Six o'clock, Sunday night. Absolutely awful. Why have they done that? Is that because it's on BBC One? I've got no idea. It's obviously one of the, one of the televised games, but yeah. that's a, atrocious. I see that the uh, Sporters Trust has issued a statement complaining um but i mean it's just another ridiculous i mean the third round so what was there there was um there was eight games that kicked off at 12 on saturday 32 um, ties over the weekend yeah and basically there was was it two two o'clock and five thirty on sunday there was 12 three was and friday fi- night there was, was, a, a, there friday was a, night. a monday night yeah monday night and friday night just uh, they're really bad times to play football games but just three you know we, we were absolutely privileged three o'clock saturday third round the fa cup it's going back 30 years i expected I the draw to be made at twelve thirty on a monday we can't do that in here can we that's that's another station i always used to go ooh in that with my dad my dad would would sing it to me and i'd go ooh yeah i mean it was sort of fairly perfunctory and and I mean, if Sheffield Wednesday get through, what time are their fans going to get home after oh, that game? ridiculous. Because uh, there are still replays, aren't there, in the third and fourth yeah, round, so yeah. it can't go to extra time and pens. Would you would you um, agree with, with a lot of the Twitterati out there that the FA Cup has lost it? It's dead. No. Well, not for us, because we're old codgers and we love it, but um, you'd see the number of seats that were, were vac- vacant at the weekend was just ridiculous. But, I mean... We, as a club, have always embraced the FA Cup. Weirdly, we're not even Because basically, we... Because we, we won it a lot. And we we've like won it a lot, it. and yeah. we have put out a strong side for most games. And that's why we keep selling out. But there are certain teams, and this is something which I, we've discussed before, I'm sure, and it's something I do not understand at all, where you've got teams like, for example, and Leicester... Now, Leicester City aren't going to go up, aren't going to go up, aren't going to win the league this year. They're not going to go down. Why on earth would you play a weakened side? Perhaps they thought they would win easily. Well, they, they, they may have thought that, but... Perhaps their substitutions you know, weren't he, he had some decent subs. He, he did have some decent subs, though, but the he? fact is that teams like Leicester, uh, Everton, for example... You know, Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle drew, didn't they, at the weekend? But, I mean, these these are teams. These are massive clubs. With massive uh, with FA Cup massi- history. With massive FA... And you'd basically think, I want to win it. You know, I mean, Leicester fans went absolutely bonkers when they got knocked out of the League Cup by Man City because Man City played a week and signed that night. That went through to penalties. And, and Puel played a... A week inside. Very quickly, would you would you agree on on the sort of the theory that you measure the size of a club by the trophies it's won? No, 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 no. So how how, how do clubs like West Ham and Newcastle 
consider themselves big clubs. Newcastle, the last trophy they won was 1969. You know, Intercity th- Fairs Cup. The, the Intercity Fairs Cup. Mm. A just said in my support, well, filling your, your ground with 52,000 people every week means nothing to the it means nothing to the club. It means something to the chairman who's making some money out of it. But at the end of the day, if you're not going out there to compete for trophies, Leicester, Leicester were an absolute shambles. You can't, you know, rotate your squad to 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 the point where. You just don't really care about it. And then, you know, if someone comes on a radio show or a TV show and says, well, you're not a big club, well, don't get upset then. You, your club doesn't really care. Claude Puel showed disregard for the FA Cup, let's be fair. It, it, well, it, you, it, your, it, your mob showed the greatest disregard, but whether were, were they told to do that? When? When they went to the World Club Championship. It was the inaugural one. And hold up a minute, the FA was pushing United to go for it because it was good for relations. The FA were pushing United to do it. It would have been nice to exactly, retain it. they've been offered World Cup votes. Exactly, for 2006. Do you, do you know those um, yeah. England 2006? Yeah, exactly. So, well, I, so I, I mean, I don't know. All I know is that my club have always treated the FA Cup and, and the League Cup yeah. with respect. They've, they've tried to win them. Yeah, and no, fair, fair play. I th- I think that that may be a historic thing because we weren't a team who competed for the league. That it was always a thing that we try and win a cup, and maybe that's and, and maybe cup. that that basically has never left the club. Luck of the draw, yeah. Perhaps it's just the history has permeated. And I'm I'm really really pleased. I mean, I, the day that I go to Wembley for a cup final and I can't be bothered and. I don't think it's any big deal, or I don't even bother to try and get a ticket. Is will be a very very sad day, and I might Why be a generational thing. Why would that ever happen? No, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I took my son last year, and he was, you know, he loved it. It's mm. a, it is true. In truth, it is a magical day. I remember the FA Cup finals. I've been to. You know, they are genuine. One of the the experiences that stands out. You know, there's just something about it. From from the singing of "Abide with Me" to the cup presentation oh, at the end. <laughs> anyway that's Jonathan Kidd there nil nil between Leeds United and Derby we're taking more of your calls in the second hour of the show and join us then it's Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea Fancast away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in? order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. This is Love Sport. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. get Suggs to come and like intro the show wouldn't you no no don't think so it's Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea Fancast good evening thank you for uh, for choosing us this evening my name's Ample guiding you through another hour of Chelsea based chat thanks for the choice everybody um, the competition competition um, which is who played for Chelsea in Newcastle John Smith on Twitter is coming with Brian Pop Robson and Gavin Peacock correct and of course he says and Huey Gallagher of course correct says Chidge Chidge's hand is still in this because he's clearly listening to the programme and responding to everything but all that's coming up on my my uh, Twitter timeline is correct with a thumbs up I'll have to go into it and look to see who he's answered oh, what's coming up correct <laughs> every single time that's all Chidge is doing correct uh, who else is there you've got Baba Yaro has been mentioned um, what Baba 1 Baba 2 Baba yeah, 3 four, four Babas exactly four Babas oh um, Eddie McCready 1977 um, uh, has he done that oh, he liked it Denver Bar and Laurie Remy they're correct of course and um, uh, Roy Bentley Celestine Baba 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 Yaro um, and once again, Chidge has put correct. Yes, we know Chidge. Thank you. Yes, correct. Cracking In those gravelly high South African tones. He's put. Can I? Can I just say there are twenty-seven? <sighs> Kennedy. Somebody said spelling it with two N's. Kerry Hawkins. You're wrong. It's just one N. I've got one. He's Brazilian. Whom? Whom? Uh, Christian Atsu. Yes, yes, that's well that's done. That's very, very good. good. And well I done. do not believe that is on. 
The, oh, it is on the list. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's put Steve Clark, and it was um, who did that? Uh, Eddie McCready, and he's wrong because he managed them, but did not play for. Them. Oh, Chid just put that as well. Don't managed them, didn't play for them. Um, anyway, we're not. We're uh, Jeremy. We're not doing it. He's Ger- manager on the Rude Gullet. Jeremiah, as I used to call him. Rude Gullet. Jeremiah. Who's that? Just Steve Clark. He was manager with Ruud Hullet, yeah, yeah. Mm. He didn't play for them. At uh, Newcastle. At, yes. Newcastle. Yes, New, 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 Newcastle. Newcastle. Uh, there's a goal in the Championship. Leeds United well, won Leeds Derby scored. County. You now Kimar Roof with the goal for Leeds United 20 minutes in there. Sorry, Leeds United won Frank Lampard's Derby. Nil. That's right. Um, Frank Lampard's Derby, Derby County. Yeah, Derby County. If you want to yeah. get involved with the quiz this evening at Chelsea Fancast on Twitter at Love Sport Radio on Twitter 0208 if you want to uh, uh, come on you can give us your, uh, your your tips on the air or alternatively you can just turn to Paddy if you want and he'll just take the message if, you, if you're too shy if you're too shy, you just want to speak to... Too sp- shy, shy. If you, if you're you, too shy, shy. If you want to speak to Paddy, then... Too um, shy, shy. Kajagoogoo, 1989. I'll tell you something. My hair, at the moment, really reminds me of the lead singer of Kajagoogoo. You had it. It was all blonde and up, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly yeah, that's right. Now, yeah, of course. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, should we talk transfer window, chaps? Yes. Yeah, and what do you want to say about it? Well, he's had some doy off. He's Murata off. Well, apparently, really according off. to Liam, as we uh, just well, said every, he, everything I hear about Hudson Adoy is he wants, he, to go. he wants to go. Yeah, so Chelsea can't think about it. And I've, well, I, no, 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 I won't accept that. He's got eighteen months left in his contract. Don't sell him. You don't have to sell him, do you? No. Did I, did I? Sorry, I was a bit curious whether I'd actually said anything then, because everybody just looked at me. And my like, mic, my mic imploded. My mic, mic fell over and just. Why? Went to the side why like do that. we have to sell him with eighteen months left? Yeah, because if you let it get down to six months, then you can just go on a okay. freebie. All right, here's here's a, here's a thing: thirty million pounds to Chelsea. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Mm. Basically, if you say no, you're not going, and then he's a first team player for the rest of the season, he still might not be persuaded. So what? But you don't want to lose people on a free. You do, that's that's just not cool. Okay, but then if we, you've got eighteen months of a really really good player, or not? If he doesn't prove he to be a really good, good player. I mean, call me contentious here. I'll but call I'm, you what I like. But, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be called contentious than what I like. But um, the sort of thing I like to call you couldn't say on the radio; it'd be shut down. Oh, how the old, horrid! The old bleep button would be going. Oh no! Um, uh, at the moment, he has yet to prove to me that he's uh, uh, an upgrade on anybody that we. Okay. Got. All right. Well, I, I, I would, I would disagree with you because I think that. Neither William nor Pedro this season have shown any signs of tremendous form. I think Pedro is a great goal scorer. I think he's too inconsistent. He came on the other night. I know it's difficult. He's been injured. Gave the ball away consistently. Um, William's end product is diminishing by by the day. And his corners? Well, I mean, none of them can take a corner. No. Absolutely They seem to have hopeless. a training ground plan, which is you play a low skidder to the front post, and the person in the front kicks it over the bar. I know. I mean, but but the thing is, look at... I mean, the the, the earlier caller, was it Charlie who was, was, calling, yeah. was yeah. talking about William? He's, he's right. I mean, his statistics are not good enough for somebody who's supposedly yeah. playing... It, 
for a top club. He is not producing. No, he's, he's definitely off the ball. ball. I mean, but uh, uh, but at the moment, uh, uh, Hudson Odoi isn't isn't for me the the great replacement. We're not seeing somebody who is taking people on. No, at all. he's he's not the great replacement yet. And the fact is that if William and Pedro aren't producing, then you put somebody else in and give him a go. Well, yeah, but according to the newspaper, and once again with Twitter, they've once again gone for this thing of just bringing in youth willy-nilly. And Mason Mount, who's playing for Derby at the moment, is, is uh, get him back, Abraham, get him back. Um, or was it Reese? Who's, who's the... Um, Reese James. Yeah, 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 get him back, everybody's saying. And then they're looking at the team, and you'd think, actually, we're going to be playing with only youth. No, that's, what that's what they're after. It'll be a mix of youth yeah. and first-teamers. Very few of the first-teamers getting a game. I don't disagree with what you're saying, and it's not a wholesale change. But the fact is that if you've got players who are not performing, then I can't see the downside. I mean, Tammy Abrahams, I don't think he is good enough at the moment. But the fact is that we have got one forward who's injured a lot, We've got another forward who doesn't want to be there. I know that if Tammy Abrahams had a Chelsea shirt on, he'd be chasing down and he'd be working hard. But is that why they're bringing the Batman back? Well, no, he's been sent back. I mean, as far as I can gather, they, they, they don't actually want him. No, they don't. Well, well Sarri didn't want him. Sarri had him well, at exactly. the beginning of the season and he didn't fit in with his plan. But, so but why would he suddenly be this, this great hope coming back? It almost seems to me that you don't play... And you become more important not playing. Well, I just think I, I think it's because the alternative, and I think it's what what we've ended up with. I mean, the fact is that apparently, I mean, Morata had a hamstring, so that's why he wasn't there on Tuesday. And you've basically you're playing a false nine because you can't do anything else. You've got Giroud, who probably only had ten minutes in him, coming on, you know, who's been injured, and you are supposedly one of the biggest clubs in the world. And he got no forwards. I mean, how how is but that? That, that, leads you, that leads you back to the transfer policy and Marina, doesn't it? And just going, who is making the calls? Who's making the decisions? Why aren't they signing? You know, the the players that are needed. Forget when the manager wants the players that are actually needed. Are you afford? I I don't disagree because I mean, basically, you go out and spend fifty seven min- million on Pulisic or Pulisic. I'll get the name right eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that bloke and on. that that's fine he's great and he's one for the future but we need we desperately desperately need a forward i mean it looks like we're sort of going for higuan and we're going to end up spending a ridiculous amount of money on somebody who if we sign him and if we pay the wages that he's actually getting at the moment he's going to become the the third or fourth highest paid player in the premier league which is just yeah but that's not going to happen it will happen. No, that won't happen at Chelsea. It doesn't happen at Chelsea. He will not... If he if he is signed, it'll only be for a year or a year and a half, because that's their policy. They will not break that. They no, didn't no, no, do I'm it. not they saying it's going to come in for a long contract, but I'm just basically saying that we're going to have to pay that. Yeah, the but what, why not have a go with Higuain, given that two seasons ago he scored 38 goals for Napoli? And everybody's saying, ah, oh, but he hasn't scored any for anybody else, because he hasn't been playing under Sarri. OK, but the point is that... If we have to spend a lot of money in the short term, and it's a it's it's a decision 
to spend money so that we get into the Champions League, then it's it's money well spent. Um, do you agree with uh, Clayton this evening uh, on 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 the point? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just looking around. No, you got a name there. check. He was a bit taken aback. Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, do you uh, do you or agree? Me. Or, or me? Or do you, yeah? Do you agree with with Clayton or Kidder? What's the situation with Higuain? Or is it going to be only youth? I like the polarized aspect. Polarized, polarized aspect of this. <laughs> this is love sport. Love sport. <laughs> And all I ever knew. Wait, wait, wait. Only youth. Only youth. Only youth. Do you get it? Only youth. Do you like it? Yeah, there you go. We're talking Hudson Adoy. We're talking Tammy Abraham. We're talking Mason Mountain this evening on the Chelsea fan. Got some off sport radio. Let's talk Callum Wilson, though, because there's, you know. Been another report, which I'm sure Jonathan will want to quash immediately <laughs> as paper talk. Quash paper talk, I hate um, it. Of a £50 million pound bid, uh, you know, for, for Bournemouth's Callum Wilson. A player that actually, kiddo, I remember, you know, you towards the start of the season saying he is a player you'd like to see in a Chelsea shirt. Well, it's because um, Eddie Howe plays very similar football to the way that Sarri mm-hmm. plays. And he uh, studied under him. So uh, Wilson is much more of a Sarri player than any of the other uh, attackers that we've been talking about in the past. The Giroud and Morata aren't Sarri players. That's why it doesn't work. And he tries to make them. And he said his philosophy was that he tried to make players follow his system. But clearly, in this instance, they can't do it. Eddie Howe's come out and said that there is no figure on, on Wilson's head. Do you reckon his, his head might eventually be turned? No, I, I think I think he's basically said there's no figure because he just wants to get as much as possible for him. <laughs> 75 million, 90 million. I mean, you know, 50 million for him is... Excessive. Is that excessive. is a lot of money. He's yeah. not worth 50 million. But again, if he scores, comes in, scores 9, 10 goals, we qualify for the Champions League, hey. you, make, you make the money back, yeah, don't you? instantly. But you, then, then you query why we haven't been doing more of that over the last few seasons, of, of buying really top players, rather than having a stab with somebody who's... I don't know. You, 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 I mean, social media's full of... We paid X for this, we paid X for that, we paid X for this, and if we would have just not paid all that money for that and gone out and made the one big purchase, then that would have been so much better. We don't know until a player's at your club whether he's going to work out. I mean, all the talk is about Icardi. You know, go and break the bank, bring Icardi in. What happens if you go and break the bank and bring Icardi in and he doesn't work? He's tricky, apparently. He's quite difficult. Yeah, I've heard that. He's difficult in the dressing room. You basically had the the whole sort of Lukaku. I mean, would we be in this position had Lukaku signed instead of Morata? It'd have been different. Different. But the thing the thing is, Lukaku would Lukaku would have got you eighteen to twenty goals against the the lesser teams in the Premier League. He Doesn't might he matter. might he might not turn up against the big boys, but he'll get you those goals against you know the sort of the, the Nottingham Forests of this world, the, South the, the, the Southamptons, the Tappins, the, the easy South goals. Yeah, Everton nil 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 nil. Those two goals, you know, and yeah, we'd, no, be, we'd no. be above Spurs. Yeah, we'd be spot. third. We'd basically be knocking on the door. We've ba- we Who's we've that be- knocking on the door? Who's that ringing the bell? That's Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah, exactly. Mm, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it, it's very frustrating, and we can sit here and moan about it forever and a day, and we win a trophy every season. Yeah. So somebody's doing something right they are um rancho blue has tweeted in off of the back of your fine tweet clayton which is you know the 
part of your head just poking into the corner of a picture yeah. and kiddo uh, on his phone hey base scum i presume that means Bayern, is tapping up callum hodson adoya that should be discussed before any transfer talk is even mentioned is tapping up the right word uh, I mean, I I think all clubs do it, and we we are led to believe that Gianfranco Zola has spoken to Baro- is it Barella or Barola um, from Cagliari because obviously Gianfranco is from Cagliari, and I think Liam alluded to it. We can't really call them call them out if we're, if we're doing it ourselves. I don't know whether we're doing it allegedly, um, but it's not. It's not attractive, just put it that way. Um, and it's all manufactured, isn't it, by and want to be asked the question so that they can sort of turn the guy's head. I think it's a, it, it's it's happened forever in football. So, well, it's not to turn his head. In some instances, it's so he can renegotiate a better contract by saying that he's being, uh, being. Um, uh, it could be, but you have to think: what is the bigger payday for his? agent slash brother is it a transfer where presumably they'll get a percentage of the transfer or is it a percentage of the the wage approved uh, sorry improved contracts i don't know i mean it's all very unsavory but because ultimately it's it's not i mean is he looking at jordan sancho is he looking at the other uh, the the arsenal guy who went to germany is he looking at these guys and saying they are having game time they're playing more than i am that's why i want to do it i want to improve well, perhaps my he's career looked at robin and uh, ribery at bayern and thought they're my heroes robin's going isn't he Rob, well, robin and ribery are both no you know, no no but i'm saying perhaps he's looked at them in the past and thought here's a tradition of wing play and that I will fit in better in this environment. Forget, forget looking at whether they're heroes. Are you looking at thinking there's an opportunity there for me? Well, now they're both left. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're on their way out. Is this an opportunity for me to go and play consistent football? But Breaking play, news, play. by the way. Um, yeah. CFC Steve has said Scott Parker, and he's correct. Is he? Good old okay. CFC. Oh, nice one, CFC Steve. No, but, yeah. pr- but playing devil's advocate, a club as huge as Bayern, are they only going to bring in Hudson Adoy? to replace Rob, uh, Ribery and Robin. They've, you, se- you they've, they've seen Sancho at Dortmund. They, 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 but but he's not going to be the only one they're going to bring in. If they're losing those two, they're going to bring in stellar names as well, which means that Hudson-Odoi may not get as much game time as they think he's going to get. Well, it'll be like Solanke, will it? Well, they've Liverpool. still got Kingsley Coman. He's an American talk show host, isn't he? <laughs> He's not. Clayton, he's he's not, not. He's a very good player, actually. He's, no, he's, I, I he's like a class act, Kingsley yeah. Coman. You know, yeah. if you look at it, they they lose. Um, you know, Ribery and Robin. They're, they're still Coman. They're, they've got you know other players that can that can they've do a, a bit for him as well. Who's the other one? The uh, uh, Portuguese player, Renato Sanchez, the one who's on loan at Swansea. No, yeah, no, 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 not him. No, he here because how's he doing? Has he got he's back in the bombed. first team? I mean, he's back yeah. there now, but not he's not. Well. He's not doing well. No, no, the other, the other winger. Who's the other winger who was going to go? Chelsea were linked with for a period, um, and we bought uh, someone else instead. I can't remember. Anyway, um, uh, Steve Lloyd. I can't remember. Has said uh, Julio Giordio. Julio Giordio. He was in the fast show. 
That's who Julio Jordi is. <laughs> um, very quick. Do you know what? Let's, let's, let's him, take a pause. There's a couple more of your oh, tweets. Yeah. I want to uh, read out this evening. It's Love Sport Radio uh, with your Chelsea fancast. 1-0 to Leeds United uh, this evening. They take on Derby County in a top-of-the-table clash in the Championship. We'll keep you up to date with that, plus anything else that, anything else that goes on. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Now, this like sort of part of the show is where, where Jonathan just like sort of zones out and I think it's because he's hungry and he's just spotted an advert for salmon and pasta yeah. on the TV and do you know what he's thought to himself what have you thought to yourself pasta I'm having pasta tonight yeah. every Friday it happens the same time just before half past eight he's thinking I'm getting a bit hungry now exactly I'm having pasta tonight I knew it yeah. you always do yeah you always do but he saw an advert for salmon and pasta I did and I was I was transfixed I don't, I don't <laughs> like salmon how about a pasta I like pasta. Yeah, good. Come on, a bit of salmon. I like smoked salmon, but I don't like, you like boiled yeah. salmon. The yeah. sort of salmon you'd have in pasta. Okay. That's I thought that'd be... Flakes. I thought, I thought I'll, Thank you for sharing that. would be fascinating. If anybody does like it, perhaps they'd like to tweet and see what... Have a competition, see who wins. Salmon. Yeah, between the two of us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are we doing? Uh, J- Jonathan has uh, a uh, budgery guy in his, uh, in his pasta, don't you? Um, of course. Yeah, of course. Salmon. Standard. Um, Jimmy McCormack has tweeted and said, possible discussion piece to Seth leaving mean we have a replacement all sorted. I thought he could only go if we had one. That's a very perceptive um, comment. That's exactly right. They said he couldn't go unless we had one. And Danny Drinkwater steps up. Mm. No. So, yes, we must have. They must have done a deal for either, is it Perella or the other guy? Paredes. Paredes. That must be, that must Pirello be happening. or Paredes. That must be happening, mustn't it? It must be. Yeah. It must be happening. Yeah. Oh, sorry oh, about that. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, sorry. Morty, <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, my, my, um, my uh, querying how many players will go um, is something because so many of the players, of the, of the um, periphery players, have been associated with leaving. You just think, how much of that is true? Well, you must think, I mean, Liam was saying that, that Sarri thinks the squad's too big. Yeah, so, well, so just basically, if Zappa Costa goes, yeah. he's hardly played this year. Yeah, yeah. If Drinkwater, Moses, Cahill. and Cahill go, you yeah. won't notice that because they haven't played this year. Yeah, yeah. Seska's gone. Yeah. I think Seska's a huge loss, to be perfectly honest. For giving a rest in games like we played. I mean, when you watch Cesc play against Nottingham Forest and he's not pressed and he's basically, his legs are not required to do any running, he's just the most fantastic footballer. I mean, I think it was interesting when they were saying, I need a replacement. We can't really replace Cesc, can you? Because he's a unique... He's been a unique footballer, I think. Well, in which case, are they going to buy a top, top player and replacement, a much younger version? No. Who would that be? Well, no. they're not going to get a replacement, are they? I know. And yet, well, no, but what, why are you so sure they won't? 
No, I think that no, they won't get. I think the thing is, a replacement. Does that mean a body who's in midfield or somebody who plays like Sesk? We, we'd hope it would be somebody who plays like Sesk. Well, I'm saying that I don't think there's a huge amount of players out, out there, there who, do who, that anyway. who actually can do that. Yeah. So I think that's. Uh, I don't know, but it's I not. It's not. I hasten to say, Mason Mount, who at the moment is playing for Derby, in a kind of championship way. Well, and all the players are going. All the fans are going completely over the top about anybody who's a youth who happens to be playing anywhere in the football league no i th- i think no i th- to be fair to those people who are basically saying why are we going out and getting Fine players yeah but substandard players We're, why are we going out and buying a lot of players i mean I don't mean this because he's a professional footballer and I don't think he's let us down, but I don't think he's been quite good enough, is Zappacosta. You go and, you know, we spent 20-odd million on Zappacosta and and we've undoubtedly got somebody in our youth team or what have you. Wasn't that a Conte buy? Wasn't that him just I saying, it, I want yeah, somebody from Italy he to come was. and play? I mean, Danny Drinkwater, he's certainly not a substandard player, I don't mean that, but Danny Drinkwater's come in and done nothing since he's been there. And... Ruben Loftus-Cheek could, his progress this year, could have started last year. So that's why people are frustrated. I'm not so, I think it, people are looking at the fact that we are spending money on mediocrity. I think that that's... Well, we have done in the past, not that we are, because Kepper wasn't mediocre. No, 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 no. But, but we have consistently, over the last couple of years, spent on mediocrity and not gone out and made the big purchases. Well, Morata was supposed not to be mediocre, wasn't he? No, and Morata wasn't mediocre. When he, when he first started, the first three, four months, he was sensational. And, and that's through the trouble. injury and personality, is it all hasn't worked for him. And, you know, we need to cut our losses and, and get somebody else in. It's difficult, but but the club are obviously not shy in spending money if they've just basically spent 57 on the American. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. Christian. Hmm. Uh, we're going to begin our preview shortly are to we? the game at the weekend. Chelsea taking on Newcastle United. Are you looking forward to it, boys? Newcastle. Oh. A team that can't score against a team that's going to try and stop us scoring, it's going to be a cracker. It will be. It certainly it's is. It's going to be a cracker. It's, it's a, a 5.30 kick-off be a cracker. at the bridge tomorrow. We're going to be getting the opposition view shortly from Mick Martin. 1-0 to Leeds United uh, as they take on Derby County at uh, Ellen Road this evening. Approaching the uh, the half-time whistle. It's been quite an action-packed game uh, this evening. But yeah, we're going to begin our preview to the game next. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yeah, time for the Opposition View. Delighted to welcome on former Newcastle United midfielder Mick Martin on the show. How are you, Mick? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Happy New Year, sir. I don't know if it's too late to say that. Happy belated New Year's. Never too late, I don't know. I don't know. Um... Let's talk Newcastle United again. You know, we, we wait for this takeover to happen. Rafa Benitez says his future's unknown. You know, the squad isn't the best on the quality side. Are you are you sort of not content, but are, are they are Newcastle where you expected them to be at the start of the season? Um, yeah, roughly. Uh, I did expect them. I know that they did a brutal start, uh, which kept... Which which put them in the bottom three, and then they had a bit of a run, the three three on the belt against the teams they're expected to win. Uh, and now they're uh, they're facing the reverse fixtures uh, with 
the likes of Chelsea tomorrow and then I think it's Man City and probably Arsenal somewhere down the line and then they've got a run going into February, March of the teams that they're expected to be so uh, it's very, very interesting and I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, talk to me about uh, uh, Newcastle United. What can we expect from them tomorrow in terms of uh, of a style coming yeah. Chelsea? Chelsea, you know, struggling to, to, to well, put the ball in the back of the net. Newcastle and Rafa known for, for being quite uh, pragmatic in their approach sometimes. Well, I saw Chelsea play Tottenham this week uh, in the semi-final uh, of the, what's the, the Caribou, Caribou Cup? Or Caribou the, Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I felt Tottenham were lucky, to be honest with you, because Chelsea were the better team. And if they play the way they did uh, against Tottenham, Newcastle have got problems, you know. But when you go to a game like that at Stamford Bridge, and you know that you don't you don't really want to get beat, you set yourself out uh, in that particular uh, aspect. And uh, if they survive 20, 25 minutes, you know... A nil-nil draw would be perfect. I think we're looking for a nil-nil. I think nil-nil. Yeah, I think sure it'll happen actually. Of, yeah, I'm not sure the capable of hanging on for 90 minutes because of the quality uh, of Chelsea, based on what I saw against Tottenham earlier on. They can't on in score the week, though. You see, the Blues can't score at the moment. That's the trouble. Well, <laughs> Newcastle can't score either. <laughs> I mean, the, prob- the, the best thing about it is that they're away from home because at home they're, uh, they've been pretty poor. Um, uh, which is distressing for uh, local punters. You know, you get 52,000 uh, punters there playing against Fulham, nil-nil, playing against Brighton, get beat one nothing. Is, um, uh, yeah. is, is Rondon an unlucky centre-forward then? Every time I've seen him play, he always seems to be there or thereabouts. He just seems to, not that he misses chances, he just seems unlucky, yeah. hits the post. He he seems to be very combative. I, I, I like him as a player. I thought he was good at West Brom. I thought he'd be a perfect uh, Newcastle signing, actually. Yeah, your, your problem is, uh, with Rondon, you play him up front on his own. And he looks to me as if he's a kid who needs somebody alongside him. But right. They always play one. They always play kind of four-four-one-one. Yes, you know. Yeah, he had league. Rodriguez at West Brom, who's a good player, was with him, and I think they yeah. were a good pair. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Rafa knows. Obviously, he's a very, very experienced man, and if he feels that's the way to go, but I mean, Rondon, I think, needs someone up alongside him, more in a, like a four-four-two scenario. Yeah. Um, but he, he doesn't play that all too often. Sometimes he plays three, and then the wing backs. Like the likes of Kennedy and Richie, you've got to drop back and then they defend well. And by the time they get the ball, trying to get forward, they're probably 20 yards short of where they should be in the first place. You know what I mean? How's Kennedy playing? Because he's still on loan, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah, uh, I have to say, I'm not his biggest fan, but he has his days, I have to say. He's a bit hit and miss. He was hit and miss at Chelsea. Yeah, well, he's hit and miss here, but I mean... He's not playing with the same quality of players he played at Chelsea. I'm not being disrespectful to the Newcastle players because they're honest. Uh, I have no doubts about that. Uh, but they just lack that final ingredient. Rondon has come up with a couple of goals. Yeah, I've, I've no problem with that. But they need to be shared by uh, occasional John Joe Shelby, Diame rolling in with a goal. Matt Ritchie rowing in with a goal, you know. Is, uh, is Atsu playing well is, as well? And, and always has been. Atsu, is he doing well? He's not bad, him. Yeah. Uh, I think he's improved. He's, he's improved, good. I think, because he, was, he wasn't great when he was signed from Chelsea. He was... Uh, no, I, I mean... He, was, he really looks better, actually. It's interesting. Yeah, he's, he, he's come on 
Uh, but he's, he's, uh, Rafa doesn't play him on a regular basis. He brings him on after maybe an hour. Right. Sometimes he starts him. I've seen him play pretty good. And then other other games I've seen him go. I, I say to myself, oh, God, he could have done better, you know. But uh, that's the situation at Newcastle is at the moment. They've got to get through this tough period of playing these top sides again. And then uh, look forward to playing uh, what you classify Again, no disrespect to them, the Burnleys, the Bournemouths, the Cardiffs, the Huddersfields, yeah. uh, and beat them. But if you're, if you're ling- uh, languishing in the bottom three, trying to beat those teams who are around you becomes far more difficult than the, same, than the other teams, you know? There's, le- there's Clayton here. There's less pressure, surely, when you're playing the top teams because you, you basically yeah. don't, don't expect to get anything from those games. Um, yeah. Rafa's a clever manager, um, and... I, I, I was I was saying just before you came on, it, it's going to be a, an interesting game because we can't score and Rafa sets up to stop people scoring. So it's um, yeah. it, it, it it's got all the makings of a uh, a dull <laughs> afternoon to be perfectly honest well, with you. Let me put it like this, Clayton: if you if Chelsea score within fifteen twenty minutes, the game will be over because I don't think Newcastle could sort of go on and try and sort of uh, win the game certainly they might nick a goal but I mean they don't have the quality that Chelsea have no I, th- I think uh, I think that's right and early, uh, any any sort of early goal for us would make yeah. life difficult for Newcastle yeah Mick, can I, be over. I, I just wanted to ask you because Jonathan and I are of a certain age where we would have actually seen you play and I, I just want... You I must just, be 74 then, are you? <laughs> 73, actually. 74 next birthday. I'm 77. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you whether you've got any specific memories of playing at Stamford Bridge. It would be interesting to know. I scored a header against Chelsea. Oh, well, it was nice talking to you, Nick. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I scored a header against Chelsea when we beat them uh, when I was at West Bromwich Albion. Okay. Uh, Going back 1976, probably about that time. And uh, who? who Chelsea 2 0 at Stamford Bridge. And I also, prior to that, before going to West Bromwich Albion, I played in Bobby Charlton's last game at Stamford Bridge when we Did played you? Chelsea, the final game of the season. And Peter Osgood scored and beat us 1 0. It was it was a terrible goal, wasn't it? It just sort of dribbled in, and and Ozzy sort of <laughs> apologised, didn't he? Sort of had his hands up in the back of the net. Yeah, well, I, w- I remember the I remember the game. Yeah, it was. It and funny w- enough, I hit the post after twenty minutes. Well, and if I hadn't went in, we would have beat Chelsea that way. But there you go. It would have been a nice uh, sending sending off to, to to Bob, you know, but. Not to be. No, well, he got a very nice... He got awarded a silver cigarette case by the then-Chelsea chairman at the beginning of the game. (laughs) Yeah, how times have changed, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times have changed dramatically. Mick, it's really lovely to talk to you. Mick, how how do you see tomorrow going, pal? Oh, I fancy Chelsea to win the game, you know. But, I mean, because Newcastle are in such a desperate situation at the moment... uh, I'd, I'd be hoping it could finish up nil-nil if, if, if Newcastle frustrate Chelsea. As I said to, to you before, if Chelsea score within half an hour and at, at the half-time, if it's one nothing, uh, it looks to me as if it's only going to be one possible result, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, it's going to be... You're being uh, very optimistic, because I think if he uh, uh, if he sets up like last year and uh, they were very diligent and then they broke very well and uh, the way... The yeah. way 
Chelsea aren't scoring. Chelsea could have 90% possession and still lose 1-0. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you look at the way they played against Tottenham. No, I agree completely. Maybe. I was having a row with Clayton here because Clayton didn't think... We, he thought we were toothless and didn't play terribly well against no, us. No, I thought did. Tottenham... No, no, you no, thought Tottenham no, let no, us no, play. No. Yes, he I thought, did. He that's no. diff- thought that's Tottenham different. let us play. That's different. They were well better than Tottenham. Uh, Thank you, Mick. Thanks, you're saying exactly looked, the right thing. Thank you. Yes, we were. I great. looked at the game closely and watched it and I thought, when are Chelsea going to score? Okay. You know, I couldn't see Tottenham scoring again. And, and the goal, you know, yeah, very dangerous. Fun, very Can I quickly, Mick, just ask you, how did you end up a Villa fan? My father played for Aston Villa for ah, 10 years. Right, oh, wow. of course. Of From course. 1947 to, ni- sorry, ni- 1947 to 1956, well, he signed for Villa from Leeds United in 1947, and he played there for nine years. And, wow. you, and, and you watched him all the time there. And you were living in Birmingham at the time, were you? And you watched yeah, him? Yeah, we were living in Birmingham until he decided, when he left Villa, to retire back to Dublin, and we all went back home to where we were from originally. Uh, but uh, I followed in his footsteps. Uh, great man. Miss him dreadfully. Yeah, of course, stuff, of course. Thank you so much Fabulous. for Thanks, joining Mick. us this evening, Terrific, Mick Martin, giving us the uh, the opposition view as we look ahead to the game between uh, Chelsea and Newcastle United. Half past five kickoff at Stamford Bridge tomorrow. Half time at Elland Road, one nil to Leeds United. They lead through Kimar Roos' goal uh, early in the first half. We'll be back looking ahead to that game. Plus, we'll have answers from the quiz. It's all in the name Love Sport Radio. 558 AM Love Sport. Yeah, hi there. This is uh, Love Sport Radio with your Chelsea fan cast. Chaps, not long. Le- I see you shuffling your papers there. Um. Stanford Chid, you cannot keep away from us, has no. said that we've got um, uh, 16 out of the 27 so far correct. Um, and he's rather um, uh, enigmatically said, which means there are only three left that people should get, which I don't quite understand. That makes it 19. But then, and a further 11, they'll never get. So, uh, uh, how long have we got till we, uh, till we uh, do the big we'll reveal? We'll do it in about six or seven minutes' time. Right, let's, right. th- let's talk Newcastle. Let's talk Newcastle. Okay, so... <laughs> Let's so, have a go at doing that. Chidge has very kindly um, given us some stats. And yep. oh, it seems Chidge. a very apt moment to mention the um, rotational fouling of Eden Hazard. Which and uh, Oliver really annoyingly didn't do anything about. Well, I, I think he tried to because he basically booked Harry Winks for the first thing he That's did. That's true, yeah. And he did book a couple of others. But it is difficult when they're like little nudges and what have you. But, yeah, I mean, he basically, they were saying um, that Eden was fouled on seven occasions um, during the semi-final. And that's the most Hazards suffered in a single game this season. And when we played up there, um, I don't know if you remember, but in the first minute, Matt Ritchie went right through the back of him. A really, really painful, unpleasant challenge, which yes. didn't get punished. Um, and makes the point that there is more than a good chance that 
we're going to get more of the same tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got um, we've got somebody tomorrow refereeing who is a a bit of a newbie. I think I'm not quite sure. I, I did. What have happened to, to, what to Gerald Ashby? Gerald Ashby. Yeah. Uh, I think he's an accountant now, isn't Fair he? Play. Yeah. No. Oh, I've got no idea. Um, and it is. I mean, it's very very frustrating because. Even if a referee books a player, you know, I mean, it was only in that cup game when Oliver basically said, right, the next person to kick him is going. And it was Andre Herrera who obviously had a complete brain freeze that he'd fouled him 30 seconds beforehand. He'd forgotten and been booked, yes. Yeah, he got booked and then he immediately kicked him again. I mean, it is... I mean, some of the... I mean, some of the fouls on Tuesday night were not particularly pleasant. And I think that's one of the things, I'm not saying that we should be doing that, but that's one of the things that we really miss as a team. Well, I think somebody who can kick other players. The only person who can do that for me is Ampadu. Absolutely. Who really has got a nasty streak Yeah, in. fantastic. Get yeah. him in. Yeah. Get him I, in. Well, I wonder. That's, perhaps he should play instead of Fabregas. It'd I be mean, interesting. He wouldn't have the same qualities, the creative qualities. But but as Liam said, he's not, he wants him in as, a, as a playing li- instead of Cahill. A little Rottweiler. Yeah. But uh, perhaps he isn't the uh, perhaps he isn't the man as we're saying. There won't be an, there'll be another midfielder appearing who may not well, be anywhere near as good I as mean, Fabregas. But I, uh, I mean, I've banged on about him for absolutely years. But the one player that I would have loved, I'm not sure what his form's like at the moment, is Verratti. You know, from PSG, who for me is the sort of player that we're really missing. Somebody who goes yeah, around like yeah, a little terrier, yeah, just yeah. snapping at people's heels. Yeah. We just haven't got that at all. And I don't but know. Rabio's uh, on a uh, doesn't want to stay there, does he? He's not the same though. He's more creative. No, he's, no, he's, he's too pretty as well. He's got some, you know, some curly hair and all the rest. Anyway, is that are essential for a Chelsea player? Then they mustn't be pretty. Was it for the the hatchet man? No, mustn't the hatchet be pretty. Man can't be pretty. So, uh, so it should shave his head yeah. like all the referees. Look like John Joe yeah. Shelby. Is that what you're yeah. saying? No, he looks like Lord Voldemort. Are you looking yeah. forward to welcoming uh, Rafael Benitez back? Oh, here? always, always. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally will boo him. <laughs> he will be down below me, and I will say, Boo, Rafa, boo, boo, hiss. boo hiss. Well, You'll yes, get your yes, butler yes. to say boo, yes. you won't do it no, yourself. Absolutely right, I won't be doing any of that. Yeah. I won't yeah. even be noticing him, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't care about Rafa, he don't care about us. All we care about is Chelsea FC. A, a f- damn fine chant. <laughs> yes. It is... It's extraordinary. I, I will never, ever forget that moment when he entered the dugout for the first time and the stadium as one booed, booed him. It was just <laughs> phenomenal, unbelievable. Wasn't it? But at the end of yeah. the season, they were, they were making all signs. Rafa, we forgive you. Rafa, we love you. I watched it. No, on. no, no. no. Hold a minute. I know he'd won the uh, no, no, Europa no. League. I watched, they still didn't like Funny him. enough, I yeah. watched... Uh, at Premier League years yesterday, twelve thirteen. That's very unusual because you don't normally do that, do you? Uh, no, I don't. I, as you know, I do. <laughs> I spend most of my time watching Premier League years, but it was on yesterday, and I caught the end of it. And there were panning round Stamford Bridge, and there were quite a few scenes. Scenes of what? Of, of people. Do you know what? I'm going to go back on on demand, and I'm going to well, find the scene. Trust me, from where we were, there was none of that. I know, but you sit by the roaring fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, I'm, All you see is wallpaper. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, the people who whispered in my ear told me that that kind of thing wasn't happening. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. They lied. <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah. And I'm, they're not really going to offer much in the way of a threat. Oh, of Leeds score. Leeds have scored again. Who, who is it? Ellie. 
Oski. Oh, it's Ali Oski again. <laughs> um, yeah, leads to Frank Lampard's Derby County. No, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you're not really expecting much to come from Newcastle United. They, you know, they'll make it a stern test in the midfield, but that's pretty much it, isn't it? Well, they'll, they'll boot the ball down the pitch and run after it, and there'll be no, lots of fouls. Won't, they won't be booting anything anywhere. Well, they'll be booting Hazard, as we discussed, but it's going to be yeah, the same will. old, same off. It's going to be two. That's what they do, is you two, have two banks of five, yeah, and, that's and, it. and one, one up, and the ball gets booted up the pitch for Wrong yep, to run yep, after. Yeah, and we'll huff and we'll puff and uh, we'll. We won't blow any houses down. Don't know. I mean, I I don't know who's going to start up front. Morata apparently is available. Whether he picks the same sort of front line that played against. Um, I know, but Knott's Forest. frequently we we observe things happening and we think. Uh, why aren't they doing anything about it? You know, and clearly the manager is looking at Morata and thinking exactly the same things that we are. And he just at the moment he may not have anybody else to play up there. Well, he hasn't. Yeah, indeed. So yeah. he may be forced to play him. Yeah. With all the uh, the complications that go with it. Well, it's. I mean, it's very frustrating because I know that. Um, certain people take the view that if you score, you don't have to celebrate. Why? Why should you celebrate? And all the rest of it. I, I can't think. Uh, I can't think of anything more anti-fan, if that's a phrase, to not celebrate a goal. What do you think, Aaron? If uh, if Romelu scored a goal and didn't celebrate. What, would you take offence or not really? I think, I think we're past that era now of players like you know deciding whether to celebrate or not in terms of they just run off, don't they? And you know do some funny little dance or something. Yeah, like but that. I, I just didn't but, even do but that. No, but I mean Morata didn't do anything. He just basically it was like something offensive had happened to him. And I, I, As if there was a nasty smell. Yeah, well he was. Yeah, it was down our end, so it probably was a nasty smell. Um, but no, it was just it was very. I I found it. I didn't like it at all, and I, I just, I know, I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, everybody's born 20 yards down the road from the, the ground, and they're born and bred Chelsea fans, because I know they're not, they're all, they're basically employees, and, and they're there because they get paid, and, and that's it, but I just think it's disrespectful, and I, 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 I hear that he, you know, the, the, the perception perhaps of, is that the fans don't like him, and that he's, but I don't perceive that he gets as much abuse in the ground as other players. It's have not had in the ground. The he may have been abused on Twitter. Mean well, I mean everybody that? gets abused on Twitter. Traps. Mm. <laughs> <That's> a bit <laughs> loud. Uh, should we? Should we? Should we crack on with the quiz? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have we, Paddy, have we got any last, well, minute, last second uh, hold on, hold on. suggestions? Paddy, can we have a bed? A bed. a bed? Yes, a bed. Oh, you mean as in music? A musical bed. Oh, dear, I thought you meant you were going to have a lie down. No. Oh, that's very good. I like that. Yeah. That's lovely music. Uh, Kiddo's going to bring us oh, the, uh, no. the results of the quiz. How many are we looking for? Well, unfortunately, we haven't had enough people to... Uh, <laughs> no, I'll start that again. Unfortunately, people haven't given us the right number. I think they've come up with 17, whereas, in fact, or well, 16, there are, in fact, 27... <laughs> So what I'm going to do is read them out, not necessarily in reverse order. Okay. In reverse logical order. Yeah, let's have a go. I yeah. got one. Yeah, give us it. Patra van Arnhol. Yeah, that's good. He's the first one on the list. Thanks. I think, I think he's one everybody mentioned. Oh. So, here we go. I'll get rid of the silly voice. Uh, number 27, Sam Weaver. Who? Oh. Exactly. <laughs> 26, Tommy Pop Robson. Who? Oh. No, oh, I remember Pop him. Robson. I no, remember no, him. No, 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 no. It's, it's not Pop Robson. No, it's I not. I got it wrong. It's the next one. I got it wrong. 
<laughs> Sorry, Tommy Robson was not Pop Robson. Pop Correct. Robson was so the I, other Robson. So I, say Tommy Robson again. I'll start again. Number 27, Sam Reaver. Oh? Reaver? No, Weaver. <laughs> Couldn't read, wouldn't you? 26, Tommy Robson. Oh? 25, Pop Robson. I remember him. He played for West Ham as well, yep. didn't he? Yeah. 24, Geremai. Jeremy, of course. 23, Dave Mitchell. I can't believe he played uh, for... No. I can't How believe did he get signed by anybody else? I've got no idea. No. 22, Johnny McNichol. Who? 21, Sandy McFarlane. <laughs> he was in Crossroads, wasn't he? <laughs> he was in Crossroads. <laughs> 20... Kennedy. Who? No, Nineteen Loic Remy. Is he still is he still playing? Is he still on, on loan with somebody? He's got a hamstring injury yeah. wherever he Where is. He is. <laughs> Eighteen Scotty Parker. Uh, little Scotty is the woman next to me used to call him. Oh look, there's little Scotty. Um seventeen Gavin Peacock, who uh, I remember eventually played for Rangers. God and, bless and, Canada. Yeah, exactly. Uh, has become a priest. Uh, sixteen, Mick Harford, what a player he was. <gasps> Mick Harford. Oh, I, I was fond of him. He put it about a lot, blimey. Fifteen, Huey Gallagher. Huey Gallagher, who was a, uh, uh, what a shame, what a great player he was. But he, he, was. he didn't want to, I think he got involved with the, I've been told to hurry up here. 14, Damien Duff. 13, Angus Douglas. Damien oh. Duff, by the way, one of the great players, one of my favourite players for Chelsea ever. Got okay. me fist up here. Um, him and Duff and Robin, what a combination. Uh, 13, Angus Douglas. Who? Oh. Yeah. 12. Now, this is going to be the most difficult, and I'm yeah. sure that nobody got this one. This, um, is, this is a pointless answer. <laughs> this is Willie Coulson. And from 1969 to 70, he played for Chelsea as an amateur for three months. How about that? Very good. Number 11, Laurent Charvet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that one. 10, Paul Bodin. Remember him? Who? Yeah. Uh, nine, Ted Burney. Who? Eight, Roy Bentley, the great Roy Bentley. Roy Bentley. Number seven, Dave Besant. Oh, of course. Oh, standard. Six, Flick Flack, Celestine Babayaro. Dunk, 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 after he'd scored. <laughs> um, number five, Demba Barr. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what was he famous for? Wood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, four, Christian Atsu, of course. We were talking about him earlier. Three, Jock Archibald. Who? Two, Joe Allen. Nice one. The great Joe Allen. I thought he played for Hartlepool. Did he play for Hartlepool and Newcastle? I'm being told to carry up. Yeah. And number one, you got it absolutely right. Number one, pick of the pops, Patrick Van Arnholt. <laughs> thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Clayton Beam. And thank you to you for getting involved all our callers tonight. And your tweet. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. 558 AM. Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.